Welcome to the podcast where Beast Mode meets Manifesting Goddess. We are here to chase our dreams while in a magnetic, high vibrational state. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, and I am so excited to help you slay and thrive. to the Slay and Thrive podcast. I am so happy you're here for another episode. Not only do I genuinely appreciate you tuning in, but I'm also really excited for you because I know that today's episode has game-changing content. Have you ever had an epiphany or a breakthrough that ended up being the catalyst for massive change in your life? something you suddenly realized or discovered and it changed everything. So not only were you suddenly showing up differently in your life, but you were also feeling different at a core level. A moment where all of a sudden you weren't the same version of yourself. Something massive shifted and it led to manifestations in multiple areas on an external level as well. These moments are rare. They're definitely not an everyday occurrence, although it would be pretty delightful if they were. And to be fair, they're often the end result of months or years of personal growth work. But when they happen, they are one of the most magical things in the universe. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. This is going to be a concept that is going to allow you to stop fighting with yourself and start getting all parts of you working together. This can drastically reduce stress and in some cases it can almost eliminate altogether any habits or patterns that are holding you back. And I want to say almost eliminate altogether with intention because it's often this belief that we can get to a point where we never make a mistake again that causes us more suffering. If you haven't listened to the last episode, episode seven, which is called Never Binge Again, I would highly recommend going back and listening. I'll include a link in the show notes, which can be found at kaylavanegdom.com. Even if you skip that episode because you don't really struggle with binge eating or emotional eating, it's a great episode about the trap of perfectionism and thinking in absolutes. And we're also going to be referring to some of the ideas that came up in that podcast as well. Okay, so how do we stop fighting with ourselves? I'm going to start by giving you a little bit of context. I had a pretty troubling childhood in a lot of different ways. At the age of six, something happened to me that not only affected me quite deeply, but also drastically impacted my mother's health. She had a bit of a breakdown and wasn't very present for a lot of my earlier years. And at that young age, I really internalized the situation and blamed myself for my mother's poor health. And to this day, she still has a lot of different health challenges. And all of it feels like it was set in motion by this particular point in my childhood. And on a adult rational level, I know that what happened wasn't my fault. I wasn't responsible for 
anything that happened at that time. But that is my adult rational self. Then there's still this irrational child self that still felt a lot of blame and self-loathing for a very long time. I carried it with me for probably 30 years. It all started with overeating and binge eating as a young child. That habit continued into my adult life, but along with the binge eating, I was self-destructive on so many levels in my early 20s. I trashed my body in basically any way I could think of. I constantly chased romantic interests that, at the time, were not kind people and didn't value me. But that was exactly what I wanted, because I didn't value myself either. In fact, I think I went after people who were more troubled and miserable than I was, because then I could go into savior mode. I could spend all my time trying to help them and fix them, so I didn't have to look at myself which really, nobody wants to be fixed by someone else. Deep down, I think everyone wants to solve their own problems. And while they want help at some points, whether that's a coach or a friend they can lean on, they really want to be empowered and do it themselves with maybe a little bit of guidance or support. So I was lucky enough to heal most of these patterns as I went into my 30s. But even into my early 30s, this binge eating habit persisted. It hasn't been until the last year and a half or so that I really started to heal this pattern. Suddenly, I could go weeks and even months without binge eating. Was I ever perfect? No, but perfection has never been the goal. What I wanted was to be able to have something delicious and indulgent every now and then, something I could eat mindfully, enjoy without guilt, and then be able to move on to the next healthy choice without the drama And what I did was I just kept doing the work and healing different areas until I was there. I thought that I had it all together. Then I started this inner coach certification program in February. At that time, I was in this incredible place. I was consistent with my eating habits. I was feeling super high high vibe and just loving life. I had an amazing relationship, a job I loved, my body was transforming. I had been consistent enough to be at a weight I hadn't seen for six years. And I had gotten there from a place of ease and flow and just doing work that I felt like I could keep doing for the rest of my life. And then one weekend near the end of March, I had a bit of an off weekend. So I overindulged, had a bit of mindless eating creep back in. That one weekend turned into a few more days, and suddenly, it felt like I was back in the struggle all over again. And I was so mad. I was frustrated beyond belief. I couldn't understand why I was back to this ridiculous behavior. I knew better. I could do better. So why wasn't I doing better? Had I learned nothing? Had I actually grown at all, or had I just gotten better at using willpower to resist the urge to binge for longer stretches of time? And throughout this certification program, we had been doing a lot of super conscious transformation sessions. And I didn't understand why, after all these sessions, I was behaving like this. 
I should have been taking things to the next level, not going backwards. I even reached out explaining the situation to the course instructor and asked him if I was blocking the treatments or something. I was just so dumbfounded and couldn't figure out why this was happening after all the hard work I'd done. And it sucked feeling this way. I was not a happy little unicorn at this point in time. But, happy or not, I'm also quite stubborn. Anyways, I was determined to keep working my way through whatever was happening because I knew from enough experience that it was doing this work that was going to keep making things easier for myself in the future. I'd learned a long time ago that progress isn't a straight line and I knew there were valuable lessons in the struggle I was having. I just had no idea how valuable these particular lessons would turn out to be until I moved through them. And what happened was I had this incredible breakthrough doing one of the superconscious transformation sessions. A big part of what makes these sessions so powerful is that they actually honor all parts of us. All of us have our main personality, and then we have a lot of these smaller part personalities that can sometimes get triggered into existence. For example, someone might have a perfectionist part that gets triggered when stakes are high or when they're working on something that's really important to them. Or someone might have a part of themselves that has strong urges to overeat or overspend when encountering new or stressful situations. Does that sound familiar? I know it does for me. During this particular superconscious transformation session, the woman was working on helping the participants heal their protector personality. And that's the part of us that wants to keep us safe and protect us. And I'm going to say here that I am not much of a crier. I have historically had a tendency of avoiding crying and sadness wherever possible in the past. Dealing with this particular emotion is probably the one I have the hardest time with. That's because it feels incredibly vulnerable and deeply feminine. And I haven't always felt safe expressing this more feminine side. So I'm not a crier, but in this session, I started crying uncontrollably. It was a good thing I was alone in my house and didn't have to go anywhere for a while because I was kind of a mess. But it was a good mess because it led to this amazing breakthrough. What I realized was that I had been trying with all my strength to destroy the part of me that wants to binge eat. I blamed that part for everything that was wrong in my life. It was the reason I didn't have the body of my dreams yet. It was the reason I didn't always have the energy to do the things I wanted to do or perform at the level I wanted to perform at. It was responsible for me not showing up in the best possible way at my job. It was responsible for me not showing up in relationships the way I wanted to. Because when I went through one of these periods of binge eating, I was really checked out and distracted. I had spent so much time directing contempt and loathing towards this pattern and towards this part that had this urge. But in that moment, I realized that this part of me has been spending the last 20 plus years trying to protect me, 
trying to keep me safe. And instead of honoring that and being grateful for it, I despised and disrespected it. It was me hating a part of myself that existed for a reason. And when you hate part of yourself, you are never free. And I don't think you can be completely, fully happy. In this session, I realized that this part has been around since I was about six years old with good reason. I had been through some really challenging things in my childhood. And when you are a child, you don't have the same mental and emotional resources to handle pain and suffering and trauma in constructive ways. So this protector chose food to help me survive because it didn't have better ways of doing it. And honestly, that part has done pretty okay in that department in terms of helping me survive. I'm still here, and in spite of so many odds being stacked against me, I have a life that is more joyful and more fulfilling than I ever could have imagined for myself 10 or even five years ago. You might have heard of the reptilian brain that all of us have. It's the most primitive part of our brain, and it is only concerned with safety and survival. So if we do things like overeat or overspend or drink too much to handle stress or difficult emotions, then our reptile brain starts to think we need to do that behavior to survive. And this part of our reptile brain also goes towards what is familiar. So if we've created a pattern of binge eating or overspending, it's going to keep going back to that familiar pattern because what it's learned is that what is familiar is also survivable. And I used to imagine this part of my brain as this nasty little creature derailing my progress, which again creates all this stress and disconnection from myself because that reptile brain, like it or not, is part of me. This is why I recommended you listen to podcast seven, Never Binge Again, before listening to this one. The last podcast talked about the critical danger of trying to never do something again, because this can often be a mask for perfectionism. But we also briefly touched on how the author of the book we referred to had this strategy of calling a part of yourself the pig, locking it in a cage, and ignoring its pig squeals for food. And while I realized that this strategy wasn't the path to my most peaceful, joyful life, I was actually doing something even worse by trying to kill the part of me that had these urges to binge. Another thing that you will learn about me is I have this serious love of all things dinosaurs and sharks and unicorns and Pokemon, but let's stick to dinosaurs. I even have a dinosaur tattoo on one arm. So now what I've started to do is instead of picturing that part of me that wants to eat in times of stress, as this like monster or this disgusting part that's trying to ruin my life, I now picture it as this cute little baby T-Rex. And that baby dinosaur has been my constant companion since I was a child. It just hasn't grown up along with me, so it's still in there, wanting to keep me safe, but not knowing that there are ways to do it without food. 
When I shared these epiphanies with the others in the inner coach community, the course instructor said something that has struck with, stuck with me ever since then. He said that you can't change what you can't love. That is exactly what I needed to hear and what I needed to heal these other parts of myself that I didn't even know needed healing. I'd gotten so good at creating new patterns and new habits that my emotional and binge eating was mostly gone anyways. But what was happening was that when it did happen on occasion, I would go into this place of resentment and self-criticism and judgment and drama. And being in that place actually made it harder to stop the behavior when it did happen again. Now, I have nothing but love for this part of me. I understand that it has truly had my best interests at heart. And now I can thank it for keeping me safe and keeping me alive at a time when I needed some kind of strategy to help me move through my childhood. Does that mean I'm going to indulge that urge to overeat or check out with food? Of course not. I don't have to choose that option. The difference is that now when that urge surfaces, I get curious and compassionate instead of resistant and judgmental. So now I can ask myself gentle questions. I can ask myself, where do I feel unsafe? As this is a big trigger for me. Or I can ask, what do I actually need? And then give myself what I truly need instead of the food. One of the most amazing things about this is it no longer feels like I'm looking over my shoulder, waiting for this part of me to resurface and start to ruin my life again. I understand that it still might get triggered by new experiences or by exceptionally uncomfortable circumstances, but I've made peace with that now. And I know I can look at those urges and that part of me with love and compassion and actually make a different choice. It's so much harder to make a different choice when we feel like we're our own worst enemy. And that is why keeping a pig locked up and ignoring your pig squeals isn't going to be the strategy that gives you lasting peace. You're always going to be at war with yourself to some degree because sometimes that pig is going to get loose and run wild and you're going to have to expend so much energy trying to get him back in the metaphorical cage. This was more of a personal story but I want you to think about how you can apply this to your own journey. I'm going to give you some questions and you might want to write about them in your journal or just start to contemplate them. I'll also include them in the show notes to this episode so that you can refer to them there if you need them. So here are the questions. When you think about that part of you that seems to sabotage your best efforts, whether that's the part that wants to eat when you're trying to lose weight, or the part that blows your budget when you're trying to get out of debt, what is that part looking for? Is it trying to keep you safe? Is it trying to keep you comfortable? Then ask yourself, what are the gifts and wisdoms from this part? How is it actually trying to help me rather than hurt me? 
you want to give this part of yourself credit because it's not out to get you. It is there trying to help you, even if it's doing it in a misguided way. Once you've given this part credit and thanked it, you can start to figure out how you can work with this part. How can you start to give it what it needs without it leading you to take actions that aren't in alignment with your goals? If there's a part of you that wants to overeat when you're sad or angry, how can you manage these emotions in different ways? What else can you do instead? Once you have your action steps, you'll want to start creating new patterns and new habits with them. But the most important part of this whole process is making peace with the parts of you that seem to be causing you the most trouble. They often just want to be seen and heard and respected, which is hard to do when we feel like they're ruining our lives. However, once you do make peace with these parts, you will feel more whole, more peaceful, and more in alignment with all the things you desire. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have questions or want to share your thoughts, I'd love to hear them over at kaylavanegdom.com or you can send me a message to my Facebook page and that is Kayla Van Egdom Writes. And also, if you are interested in getting a super conscious transformation session to help you integrate all the parts of you so that you can move towards your goals with more ease and less struggle, you can also find more information at kaylavanignam.com slash coach. Thank you as always for tuning in and have an amazing day.